It is tough. Because, guys, we all have experienced lying. And even as a follower of Christ, we, we, we do tend to have um, a, a opportunities to lie, stretch the truth, tell a half-truth. Because we just don't want to be, uh, we don't want to get in trouble. I know as, as a teenager and a young kid, man, lying's pretty common. Because it's, especially if you have a dad, like I did, that was scary, <laughs> I mean, I would rather lie and take my chances than to have the wrath of my daddy because he didn't play, okay? There was no, when you got a whipping from my daddy, you knew you got a whipping, okay? Defects or no defects, I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, he would literally get the belt, line us up on the bed, and I mean, he'd go to Wayland, okay? Now, I know that's against uh, all policies nowadays, but me and my brother turned out okay. We did, you know. I mean, it was it was tough then, and we're reaching for a pillow, you know, man. I didn't, but my brother was real funny, man. I mean, we'd be laying on bed. Dude, he'd be grabbing a pillow and everything, trying to, you know, keep my daddy from doing that, and he'd usually get it worse. I went ahead and just sucked it up and did it. Uh, but, uh, but you know, that's, you know, I mean, we just need to know that in life, our daddy God sometimes won't spank us with a belt, but he will kind of correct us. And I feel like this message series is getting us ready for Thanksgiving, that we don't gossip and we don't lie, because today we're going to be talking about gossip. And I'm going to tell you something, guys, this is, this is a big, big deal. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know right now, everybody will be asking God to forgive them, everybody in this room. This will be a complete, total church altar today, okay? There will be nobody exempt from this altar call. Now, I'm not going to have you come up here, but I do at the, at the, the last part of my notes is we're going to pray and ask God to forgive us for gossiping, okay? Because I know we're all guilty, all right? Maybe intentionally or not intentionally. It's just so easy. Oh, my gosh, it's so easy, man. You can find yourself wrapped up all in it. So we are going to look at Proverbs 18, 21, and I, I want this scripture to get deep down in your heart. Because this is a scripture that is uh, very powerful, okay? Um, Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Everything we say is either bringing good fruit or bad fruit in our lives. What is Solomon telling us here? And at this time, Solomon was the wisest man on the earth. Very wise man. He was full of God's wisdom because he asked God for wisdom. Now, in James, we get to do the same thing. James says in the first chapter, he that lacks wisdom, let him ask. So we have the opportunity to have the same wisdom that Solomon had. But Solomon, man, to lead his people, he asked for wisdom. So he's given us a part of that God-inspired wisdom that death and life are in the power of our tongue. We have got to understand that when we release words, you can't get them back. They're like arrows. I mean, seriously, when, you, when you're talking to people, when you're, you know, around your family or, or you're around your, your kids or you're around your spouse, when you're around people, you just need to know that we need to think before we speak. We need to think before we speak. Because when those words are released out of your mouth, it would be like me coming in here with a bow and arrow. And I just go to firing away. You know, woo, man, we're just having a good time, man. Boing, boing, boing. And I look up and there's arrows sticking out of a lot of people. How many of y'all know I can't take those arrows back out of the people? I can't do it. No matter how bad I might feel or how wrong that might have been, 
At that point, the arrow is already in somebody. Hey, man, when you release words, especially negative, positive is good. Let that fly. But when we, when we release negative words, it's just, it's just bad. Lying, that's why it's so bad. It deceives. It makes people believe one thing, but that ain't real. Well, this next subject we talk about today, guys, is just as important. And God feels the same way about this topic as he does lying because it's destructive and it brings people down. You know it. If you've ever walked into a room and they're talking bad about you, how do you feel? Probably not too good. And no matter how much they apologize, it's still going to be there. It's a scar. So we really, really want to lean in today and let's find out what God has to say about gossip, how we can, you know, work through this process. Uh, But gossip is not the most popular subject, but one of the most popular activities. Ooh, wow, that is so true. I got that from Dr. Charles Stanley. Anybody ever heard of Dr. Charles Stanley? I didn't know. He's about 90, right? So you figure he's got some wisdom. So he's, he's been around, been preaching for a long time, so he's got some wisdom there. Gossip seems to be normal in today's culture. The devil loves that. He gets to destroy many, many lives when we start gossiping about people. How many of you know someone who gossips? We all do. Amen. Have you ever heard someone gossip? And I asked this earlier. Have you ever been caught? Or, well, I guess walking in. Have you ever been caught gossiping about somebody? I mean, have you ever done this? Hey, Lori, I... Uh, got something to tell you have you ever been a part of a conversation like that you know what i'm saying and they kind of look around or or either when somebody walks in the room they, they get real quiet even if it ain't the person okay why is that that's a mechanism in us trying to tell us don't do it no more stop it's not good but don't it sometimes feel good i mean you just kind of get it off your chest you know what i'm saying letting it out and this happens a lot in, in the workplace and stuff like that. It happens, it happens everywhere. But gossip is defined as discussing anything negative with someone who can't help solve the problem. When you're talking to somebody about something and they have no way of fixing the problem, you're gossiping because there's nothing that can be done there. You need to go to the ones that are in charge. That's the best way to fix a problem, Period. You know, I mean, it really is. If you got issues at, at your job, you got issues at home, you got issues with friends and stuff like that, don't talk to others about the problem. Go ahead and man up, woman up, and let's get this thing dealt with. And I'm telling you, everybody's going to feel better. Everybody's going to be feeling better at the end of the day. Gossip is a huge problem in our culture today, and many are doing it. You almost get looked at like you are weird if you avoid gossip. I mean, if you walk into a conversation and they're all talking about a a particular person or the boss or whatever or how policies are going or procedures are going or whatever's going on, you almost are looked at like the enemy if you go, oh, man, you don't even have to say that. You just walk away. You know, you stand out. You stand out. But see, what the devil don't want us to know as we begin to stand out, we become a light. We begin to become a light for people to look at. At first, it may feel weird. It may be odd. But guys, look, that's what the world is looking for because the world is going down the toilet fast, spinning around. And if there's anybody that will throw a life preserver to them, they are willing to at least look at it, okay? And the more they see it, they're more apt to grab hold of it. So the more they see the right way to live, the more apt 
they are to live that way. But if they just continue to see the masses go in one direction, obviously it's going to suck everybody else with it. You see what I'm saying? Jesus said wide and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Wide and broad. But narrow is the way that leads to life. So we see that there is a huge group of people that are going to do things a certain way and it ain't going to end well. But there is a small group of people that are going to do things well and it's going to end well. We want those people to get on that narrow way with us. And the only way we do it is to not gossip. Hallelujah. What does God think about gossip? In Proverbs 6, we read this last week. I want to read it again because it has gossip in there. Proverbs 6, 16. These are six things the Lord hates. These are, these are things you need to, to put uh, in your day timer, put it, in your, put it somewhere to remember. And there's even seven really he likes, he don't like. But in verse 17 it says, A proud look, the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others, a lying tongue, which we talked about last week, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that creates wicked plans, feet that run swiftly to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, even half-truths, and one who spreads discord rumors among brothers." One who spreads rumors. That's gossip. That's gossip. Spreading things that sometimes are not true. Everybody's probably heard of the telephone game, right? To where, you know, people sit down in a group and want to start with one statement and they'll share it in their ear and then another one is shared in their ear and it just passes from one person to the next. And most 99% of the time when it gets to the last person, it ain't even close to what was originally said. And that's what happens in, 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 in this society we live in. Something will be said that was true and it did come out of their mouth, but by the time we see it, it's done had some additives added to it. And it can either look worse, sound worse, or whatever, and man, it just riles up communities. It riles up people. You know what I'm saying? And they get upset, they get mad. And then we, what, we get on Facebook, we get on social media, and we hash it out with people. When in all reality, if we could back up and find out what really started the whole argument, it may not be half of what we're sitting there arguing about. And that's what the devil wants. He wants us fighting over these things, guys. We need to know that, man. The devil is a wicked individual who hates us. He hates humanity. There's nothing good about humanity in his eyes. Nothing. Because we took his place. God made us to take his place. And anybody... If you're on a, a sports team and you take somebody's place, <laughs> that usually don't go too well. Son, we, we, I know you've been the starting quarterback, but you're going to sit. You're my new starting quarterback. And, of course, ESPN and everybody tries to make it sound like, oh, they're brothers. They're getting along good. They're fine with that. <laughs> Dude, they ain't fine with that. He just got benched. He's playing in front of millions of people. And now he ain't playing no more. Oh, I'm sure he's over there just Rah, rah, rah. No, he's not. He got replaced. And when you get replaced, I'm telling you, it can upset you. Every one of us. Well, the devil's no different. That's why he's walking about, seeking whom he may devour. And when we spread gossip, I'm telling you guys, we're going right into his hands. God hates go gossip, and so should we. Does anything that God hates, should we hate it? I mean, really, wouldn't it be a good idea if he hates something? I mean, really. I mean, growing up, if my parents didn't like something, it would have been wise of me to not like that, right? Because they're older than me. It would have been nice to take their advice. Unfortunately, my parents did some things that weren't totally right, so they couldn't tell me not to drink because they drank. 
Not to smoke, because they smoked. Now, I didn't smoke. I tried it. But I died. My gosh, man, I took one puff of the cigarette, and I was like, my gosh, me and my brother both, we said, man, if this is how you do it. And then we had our friends go, man, you just got to push past that first initial. I'm thinking, what? If I got to do that, that's a sign right there. This ain't good. So, you know, I tried dipping. That didn't work. I got dizzy, threw up. Oh, no, you just got to push past it. No, you push past it. I ain't pushing past Jack, man. That's crazy. That's nasty stuff. Amen. Well, God hates gossip. And it's not, he don't hate the gossiper. You need to always know that. God don't hate the liar. We should never hate a liar. We should never be mean to a liar, mean to somebody that's gossip. That means if somebody's gossiping at home or on your job, man, don't you be ugly and rude. I can't believe y'all talking like this. My God, man, why don't y'all get a life? Y'all need to grow up. That's crazy. I feel like I need to be quiet. <laughs> My baby CC back here sleeping. <laughs> but, but anyway, I mean, sometimes we do that, don't we? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we as Christians can kind of look at people the wrong way. We're supposed to be inviting. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to invite those that are doing that to a better way. Well, if you're acting crazy and weird, you ain't inviting. You know what I'm saying? You've just become the next topic they're going to talk about. <laughs> You've just hit the billboard. We're going to talk about you when you get out of here, you weirdo. That's why I don't go to church. Is that person right there? Yawning? Yeah, me too, man. I just, you know what I'm saying? We don't want, we want to be inviting. We want to be inviting. Gossip can seem like, gossip can seem like not that big a deal, but probably many of us in this room have been hurt by gossip or we have hurt someone by gossiping about them. The more you gossip, the better you get at it. You do. I mean, man, it can just flow off of you. It's just a natural thing for you to bring up somebody and go straight to the negative. Straight to the negative. Or what they should have done. How they should have done it. We do this in restaurants. We do this everywhere. On the, mainly on the interstate. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of gossip sessions with ourselves about idiots that are driving on the road, okay? Why can't they drive? You know what I'm saying? This is going on all the time. We're practicing it. Anything you practice, you get really good at. I can promise you that. I mean, I coached Little League for years. And, and one of the things I'd always tell the parents is, look, man, if you want your kid to get better, they got to practice. I can't make your kid a baseball player. I can give them the techniques and the tools. They've got to practice to get better. Nobody you see acting, nobody you see singing, nobody you see in sports or anything like that ever just showed up and said, okay, I'm ready to go. No, they've spent hours and hours practicing. And it's the same thing with gossip. The more you do it, the more you're, you're going to be better at it. And we don't want that, okay? All right? The way, these are ways that we gossip. And you probably heard some of these, uh, especially in church. You'll hear people say, hey, we need to pray for such and such. We need to pray. Hey, hey, can we, could you join with me in prayer? You know, Bobby, you know, he's, he's not doing good. He's in the hospital. He's, he's kind of struggling, you know, going through a hard time. They've given him a bad diagnosis. Uh, but, you know, his wife, she don't hardly help at all. Kids are crazy. They're out running around being stupid. I mean, my gosh, he has no support. But could you join with me in prayer? We're going to pray with Bobby. That prayer ain't going to hit the roof. You just bashed other people, and now you're going to go pray. Uh-uh. No. Can we pray for such and such? It's like an opening line. And when somebody says that, can we pray about? Be cautious. Okay? Because it could be some other things. Or is, hey, man, have you heard? Have you heard? And it's almost like when they say that, you want to, you're tempted to pull up a chair. Oh, man, what's going on? I hadn't heard, especially if it's your job or your workplace. You know what I'm saying? You want to go, okay, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Okay? And then you have some say this, man, I can't believe they, 
<laughs> oh, I better not say it. I, I better not say it. Oh, you know, it's like, you know, I just better not say it. And then it's almost an invitation to go, what, 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 what you can't believe they say it? What, what they do? What they do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy, you know? And then uh, I know I shouldn't say this, but it's true. I mean, I know I shouldn't say this, but it's true. Or, hey, can I tell you something? If I tell you this, will you promise not to say nothing? Listen, man, you've got to stop that in its tracks because you're getting ready to be handed some information you don't need. How many of y'all in here got enough to deal with every day? We all have a plate full, right? I don't need a lot of other people's plate fulls because it's a full-time job to do what we do. Gossip is so easy to do, but we need to fight against it for our own sake. Why? The devil is a known thief, and he is wanting to steal from us. So if we gossip about others, it gives him the okay to steal from us. You need to know that. In John 10, 10, Jesus himself tells us, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. He says, I've come that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. You have two options when you're talking to people. You're either going to go to the side of the enemy and gossip, or you're going to go to the side of life with Jesus, and you're going to talk good. You have to make the decision. But, again, like I said at the beginning, your words are death and life. You're going to eat the fruit of what you choose. You choose evil, you choose gossip, you're going to eat from that tree. It may feel good in the moment, it may seem right in the moment, but you've got to realize you're about to eat a, peach, a, a, a piece of fruit that's rotten. You're about to bite into something that's not going to produce life in you. And so many times we don't understand when things don't go right in our life. And see, these are the little things that the enemy is taking note of in our lives, guys. He's putting all this down. And the more you gossip and the more you gossip, you don't realize what you're opening the door to. Seem right in the moment, it may feel right in the moment, but all of a sudden, when you least expect it, whammo, the thief comes in to steal something. How many of you know that thieves don't come in when all the lights are on? When do they usually steal stuff? At night. And really good professional thieves, they're so good, you don't even know they came in and went out. The enemy don't want to be caught. He's the thief of all thieves. That means he knows to come in and he knows how to go out without you even knowing it. And his really desire is, is that he comes in, he does something destructive, he backs off, and you blame God. That's what he's really hoping for. That you'll turn your focus to, why did God let this happen? I go to church, I do this, I do that. But yeah, your tongue is as long as 75. I mean, you can sit in the living room and lick the peanut butter off a spoon in the kitchen, man. Come on, you're talking too much. That's why I say all the time, before you look up, look straight ahead. Get in the mirror. Do, a, do an inventory of your life. There could be avenues that you're opening up. There could be roadways that are coming into your life that you need to shut them down. It's the tongue. It produces life. It produces death. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Something. Come on. Hallelujah. If you need to stand up, because I know some little woman here, just stand up and shake a little bit, because you're going to get this. You're going to get this. The devil's a liar. We are not going to gossip. Amen? We need to know that who you act like is who you will be like. See, and I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> the devil really does work overtime on Christians. Why? He hates God. 
He hates humanity. But one of the things he really wants people to do that are saying that God's their, their Lord and Jesus is their Lord, he wants them to look silly. Yeah. He does. He wants to embarrass us. And that's why he's constantly trying to draw us into situations where God is constantly trying to draw us in situations to bring people out, to bring people up. So there's a battle going on every day. We have the choice every time we open our mouth to speak good or bad about anyone. But sometimes it seems so easy to join in a gossip session with others. Why is that? Because gossip has become so common in our culture, in our workplace, home, TV, social media, church, social get-togethers. You know, it could have been even tempting for you guys on your way to church to gossip with somebody in your car. It's just so common that we think it's okay. Now, see, y'all are getting this for the first time. I've been getting this stuff all week. So, man, I'm telling you, I'm on extra guard. I mean, I'm on pins and needles when I hear a conversation. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I, I'm really, but God is wanting us to be this way. He wants us to be sensitive. Why? God hates things that are going to hurt you. Just like you as a parent would hate things. How many of you guys have kids that you're excited to see your kid hanging out with a bunch of people that are doing drugs, that are just in gangs, they've got guns, they're, they're fighting all the time. I'm, whoa, I'm just happy, man. Y'all go hang out and go have a good time. No. You're trying to pull them from that because you know, not that you're trying to spoil their fun, you know the end of that ain't good. Well, it's the same thing with God. I mean, he, he puts these things in here for our own safety. He loves us. The reckless love of God. He loves you. But if you want to choose evil, if you want to choose the thief, you want to choose his way, again, the Bible says you're going to eat that fruit. And that fruit every time. Do you believe for one minute that when Eve and Adam got done eating that apple or whatever they ate, watermelon, pineapple, whatever you want to call it, it don't say, do you think that they thought, wow, now that was some fruit, man. Whoa, that was good. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Soon as they did it, what happened? They realized they were naked, okay? And then they went running. Shame came. Guilt came. Condemnation came. Get the picture, guys. The enemy wants you to bite of his fruit. He wants you to think it's really good. Come on over here, come over here, come over here. And then when you partake of it, you're on medication, you're depressed. You're lonely. All your friends are talking bad about you because you bit of a piece of fruit that's bringing some death in your life. I'm telling you, Adam and Eve would have never took a bite of that particular fruit if they had known that death was on the other side. They'd have never done it. If you could, and don't be harsh on Adam and Eve when y'all get to heaven, okay? Don't be, don't be mean on them. I know a lot of people are like, man, you know what? You know, especially women. Let me tell them I'm going to Eve right now. We're going to talk. Sit down. What, what's wrong with you, girl? You know, don't take it easy. Take it easy. Because if me and you had been in the garden, we'd have done the same thing, guys. Okay? All right. And trust me, they must have been okay. They lived to be almost a thousand years old. So evidently, they corrected the problem. And they were able to have some good time, okay? So, you know, don't give them a hard time, all right? We love Adam and Eve. And uh, Adam and Eve, we love you guys. We're not, we're not just illustration, that's all we're doing here. Hallelujah. But you know, we do. We have in workplace, social get-togethers. When gossip is eliminated, the culture experiences something. Freedom, security, and love. They experience all kinds of good things when we remove gossip. Does, do church people gossip? Wow, that is just... Not good. I mean, that's like, whoa, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. I mean, they do. They do. Okay? <laughs> do 
Do you know anybody that has been hurt by church people that have said things about others? I can tell you what, there's probably millions of them today sitting at home. We'd rather watch church on TV. Good people going to heaven if they died, but they just refuse to darken a door of a church ever again because of the hypocrisy, the gossip, the lying, the stuff that goes on inside of a church. Guys, that should not be. Should never be. We should be so much like Jesus. And that's why we're here today. Amen? That's why we're here today because we're learning. Well, I want to talk about a company, and many of you guys may hear this company. Uh, it's Ramsey Solutions. We had a uh, Thursday night, we had a uh, Smart Money event here, and man, we had a crowd. Man, thank you for all you guys that came out. It was amazing. I'm going to tell you, did y'all get a lot out of that? It was eye-opening, okay? Well, Ramsey Solution was started by Dave Ramsey, okay, which is a Christian man, loves Jesus, and he started this organization to help the body of Christ get out of debt and help the world get out of debt because debt is bondage. How many of y'all just think that getting in debt is amazing? You know, paying, you know, the banks 10%, the credit cards 25% is like, wow, that is amazing. To add up all the interest that you pay the bank and the credit cards and the car companies and go, you know what, I am so glad we're giving all this money to them. They deserve it, you know. They need to build a higher high-rise in Atlanta. You know, the Wells Fargo Tower, it needs to go up another 20 stories because it would look much better. So I'm going to keep giving. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ramsey Solutions is trying to help people get out of that position because God told us not to be a servant to the lender. He don't want us to be a servant to the lender. He wants us to actually be the ones that are giving money out. Amen? That's his, and that's, that's what they do. But Ramsey Solution is a, is a company made up of uh, almost about 800 members now, 800 team members. Uh, they're one of the top 10 places to work in Nashville. But they have at their business a no-gossip policy. He says he warns them one time, and then you're fired. You're fired. And I'm going to tell you, you go to his website, he's done it, and he will do it again. You get caught gossiping one time, you get a pass. After that, you're gone, okay? You're out of here. He chooses unity over gossip. Dave and his team have a motto, negatives go up, positives come down. What do I mean by that? When you have a negative situation in your area, in a church, in an organization, in a business, you don't take it to the team players, you take it to the ones that are above you because the ones that are above you are the ones that can fix the problem. But so many times we take a negative that comes from a leader and we start spreading it with other people that are down here with us. And then it gets dissension in the organization. It gets, you know, anger and bit, it gets a lot of stuff in there. So you take your negatives up to people that are up here that they can help you get. It's not like you avoid the problem. You just take it to people that can help you fix the problem. Now, the positives have fun with those. Have a good time. They can go down in your organization. You don't have to get permission to spread something positive. You know what I'm saying? How many of y'all have ever just been guilty of talking really good about somebody and somebody walk in and they go, what'd you say about me? You shouldn't be saying those good things about me. No, it ain't never going to happen. You know what I mean? We, what'd you say? I like that. That was good. Say it again. You know what I'm saying? So negatives need to go up, okay? Because, you know, even in our organization as we grow, we're going to have a no gossip policy because gossip destroys that's taking a little time because we're a small church, but as we grow, you'll have, you'll have actual areas of the church. You'll have a leader, and then you'll have some people helping underneath the leader. Well, if you have an issue, okay, so like the, we'll just take the sound team because they're in here, and they, they love to be used like this, okay? we got the sound team, and we have, we have 20 people in the sound team. <coughs> Hallelujah. That would be good. 
But just for example, we'll just say, okay, Chris is over the whole sound team. He has 19 people that are working with him. He's over the sound team. Okay, well, 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 Susan that's in the sound booth, she has a problem with what Tom's doing down here. Well, instead of saying spread it with other people down here in the team, she takes that to Chris. She takes the negative to Chris, and then Chris is able to help her process it, and then we're helped to find the, the problem here, okay, and get with it, all right? That's what you're going to do. That's what you should do. Even at your company, where you're working, don't talk about the problem with people that are around you that have no way of fixing it. Seriously. And even if you have friends or you have people come to you and say, man, I can't believe they keep treating this people. This is not right. Why do they keep doing this? Stop. Have you talked to them? Because you're talking to me, we ain't getting nowhere. We ain't getting nowhere. The problem's not getting fixed, and I'm getting tired of hearing what you're saying. Okay? Go help them. Help yourself. Help the problem. But anyway, they have a negatives go up, positives come down. Team members love it. They not only adhere to it, they enforce it. They are, after all, the real beneficiaries of that policy. We went to a business boutique event a couple weekends ago, which is all women event. I just happened to be able to get there, okay? You know, stay there with about seven other men. Um, But while the women were on stage the last day, that was brought up. Do they really enforce this no gossip policy in the Ramsey Solution? And they said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And one of the things that they hear from new members coming on, they're shocked. They're blown away. They begin to feel safe. It's a safe environment. It's a fun environment because everybody's talking good. Everybody's talking positive. You're never going to walk around a corner and find somebody talking about you. And that's just odd to the secular world. And when they go into an environment like that, it's just weird. That is a secular business. That's not a church. Ramsey Solutions is not a church. They have people that work there that don't go to church. But they've bought into a no-gossip policy. I just asked y'all, does does church people gossip? And y'all emphatically, yeah, 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 we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that good? This is why God is talking talking to us about this right now. Because if we don't fix this, guys, you can pray till the cows come home. Nothing's going to change in your life. You can't pray to a God in heaven and obey a God on the earth. It don't work. It don't work. I'm going to tell you that right now. You pray to a God in heaven, you better be looking like him down here. And you better be obeying him. That's why a lot of people's prayers are not answered. And when you pray to a God that you love and he don't answer your prayer, sometimes you can get discouraged. You can get discouraged and think, well, man, I guess God's just not listening to me. No, he's listening to you. There's somebody down here stealing everything from you. And he has no, you're not giving him license to move in your life. You're giving the enemy, the God of this world, the license to steal from you. It's something we need to be aware of, guys. What's the Bible say? It's the small foxes that spoil the whole vine. It's the things we don't think are sin that are robbing from a lot of church people. And we as Christians and followers of God are called to grow up in him. Not stay the same. We're called to put our big girl pants on, our big boy pants on, and begin to start taking a deep, a deeper approach to God. Get out of the shallow end. Let's get in the deep end. Let's begin to start swimming around in the deep things of God. And I'm going to tell you something. Lying and gossip. You correct those two, you've experienced the deep things of God. 
And you've kept the enemy at bay. You've kept him at bay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Revolution Church will be a church of no gossip. We will lift people up, not tear them down. Amen, Nathan. That's amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm with you, man. Preacher, preach on. We're going to do that right there. Amen. So who does gossip hurt? Pull out your worksheet. We're going to go to work real quick. Who does gossip hurt? Gossip hurts people. Gossip hurts people. And I'm going to go through this pretty quick. Proverbs 16, 28 says, A troublemaker plants seed of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Gossip separates the best of friends. Maybe for someone, maybe for you, someone shared a secret that you shared with them. You ever done that? Somebody, you share something with somebody, next thing you know, they've told somebody else. Okay? That, that hurts, man. It's bad. A personal struggle. Maybe someone shared on social media something you really wish they wouldn't have because it was embarrassing. I did this one time with your friend. <laughs> It'll be nameless, but I mean, she got baptized and then I took a picture and, you know, and I posted it on Facebook and, you know, just in good, I had a good heart, but it was embarrassing to her. And, and my wife told me, don't do it. <laughs> I should have took a clue right then. And, but it embarrassed her. I mean, we're, we're good. I mean, we, I mean, she's not mad at me, but it embarrassed her. But this goes on all the time, that we'll put stuff on social media sometimes without the permission of others, and it embarrasses them. We don't want to do that, man. Has anybody ever experienced that? I'm the only one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gossip is entertaining and inviting to listen to, but know that as you listen, others are being hurt. As you listen to that gossip, others are being hurt. Number two, gossip hurts the listener. Proverbs 17, 4 tells us that wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Wrongdoers e eagerly listen to gossip. I'm telling you what, you start gossiping and you'll draw a crowd. Especially if it's over a boss that's not doing well. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. And you will get a lot of good feedback. <laughs> they will give you their side of the story. But all the while, knowing that if that boss walked in that room, you, you all would shut up. I'd fire them all. I'd fire them all, man. Get out of here, man. You know what? I hate gossip. I hate that I've gossiped before. I really do. And I mean, I've been involved in conversations, guys. I'll be listening to it, or either I'm a part of it, man. I'm going to tell you, just something on the inside of me is just telling me, man, this ain't good. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But, you know, sometimes you'll have the thought, well, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, so I'll just I'll stand here a little bit longer. Really? Is that what they did? <laughs> uh, but all the while, man, you're just hurting, man. Knowing that if that person walked around the corner, it would break your heart. It would literally break your heart. Oh, man. Once they stop talking to you, they will start talking. <laughs> what you permit, you promote. You need to know that. When you're sitting in there and you're listening to people and they're gossiping, whether you have one word you say to it, if you stay there through that whole conversation, you just promoted what they said without saying a word. Number three, gossip hurts the speaker. Proverbs 25, 9 tells us this. When arguing with your neighbor, don't portray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation, man. That is so powerful. Talking badly about someone else 
when they're not around says more about you than the person you're talking about. Ain't that true, guys? Man, but when you're talking bad about somebody, man, you should get a clue right here. If you're ever talking to somebody and they're talking to you about somebody, man, just know you're next. You're next. And it's true. Everybody in this room, we, 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 we fell victim to that. So how do we control gossip? This is the exciting part, okay? We got past the rough, bumpy road, and, you know, it's kind of, this is the good part right here, guys. We're going to find out how we can control gossip. Number one, you need to guard your ears, okay? Guard your ears. These are phrases that you need to, when you hear them in your ears, you need to, you need to step up. When you hear these phrases I'm about to give you, you need to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Can I share something with you? Right then, you need to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> you mean to act like you just got on fire. Somebody just dumped a load of gas on you and struck a match and you're burning. We got to roll. I'm rolling out the door. Bye. <laughs> okay. Hey, if I tell you something, will you promise me not to say anything? And I'm telling you guys, nine out of ten will go, man, I will not tell nobody. I promise, man. I mean, I'm just telling you, man, cross my heart, hope to die, man, everything, pie in the sky, whatever we're going to say, man. Look, man, I will not say nothing. What is it? Really? Oh, my gosh. You kidding me? Oh, what else? (laughs) I mean, seriously. And at the moment, it feels and seems so right. Like, man, you're doing them a favor. You're listening to them. And ain't nothing getting done. Nothing. And then I guarantee you when you walk away, if you're a believer, you're going to feel nasty. But the more you do this, like I said earlier, the more you practice this, the better you get, the less your conscience is going to actually talk to you. It gets seared. And then your reputation's really, really ruined. I am not supposed to say anything about this, but... But, y'all know, man, we, I mean, this culture is real bumped, hey, man. How to stop gossip with one question. I'm going I'm I'm to give you one question that can stop gossip. Y'all ready? One question. Next week. Y'all come back next week, I'll give you that question. <laughs> when they start asking these things right here, you know, the thing to do, guys, is, you know, say, hey, why are you telling me this? Why are you sharing this with me? And some of y'all, just when I said that, you probably thought, well, man, Nathan. I mean, some of you guys that are direct. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, man, that's my dear, that brother. I'm going to tell him like it is. But sometimes that can sound a little abrasive. It can be a little bit, uh, you know. Why are you telling me this? And I'll be the first to tell you guys, it'd be hard for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, why are you telling me this? Because you know when you say that question, you're about to get a, I mean, you're going to have some real serious, especially if you're close to them, but you need to know you're helping somebody. Nathan, you need to know you're helping somebody. <laughs> we all need to know we're helping somebody when we say that. Why are you telling me this? Another way to say it, okay, that's a little easier, okay, a little easier, is say, hey, have you had a chance to talk with Tom about this? Have you had a chance to talk with him about this? See, you're deferring. You're deferring. You're getting them to focus on going to the, to the solution. 
Okay, we're guarding our ears, but we want to point people to a place to where they can get it off their chest because if it is a real problem, guys, we need to get it fixed. We do, okay? So we're not saying just throw the hand up and say, man, talk to the hand. I'm out of here, dude. You're, you're an idiot for saying this kind of stuff. I love my boss. I love my job. I love my boss. I love my job. I love my boss. I love my job. I love my boss. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know, we don't want to do that kind of stuff. You want to help point them in the right direction to where they can, you know, maybe resolve the problem. The only way you can resolve the problem is talk to the person that is part of the problem. Matthew 8.15, Jesus said this, If another believer sins against you, go what? Privately. Privately to them and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. He said privately, not publicly. If the people you hang around just keep talking about others all the time, then maybe you need to look for more friends. Proverbs 20, 19 tells us this, A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with the chatterers. Well, Nathan, if I did that, I wouldn't have no friends. I get it. I get it. (laughs) I understand. Especially if the one you're gossiping with is the one you're married to. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm serious, guys. Gossip's gossip no matter who you with. No matter who you with. Number two. So number one, we're going to guard our ears. Number two, we're going to, it's a big one. <laughs> Close your mouth. Proverbs 21, 23 tells us this. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue Keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Does anybody in the house wish they were a Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head? And I could take the little tongue, set it over here, and say, hey, we'll come back and get you later. Right now, I need to be tongueless. <laughs> Especially if you're like me. I like to talk a lot. So I am a big-time victim, or I'm a big-time target for me to just, blah, 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 like we were saying before it said, you know, your big mouth gets you in trouble, the, the, the young kid, blah, 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 blah. My wife looks at me sometimes and says, blah, 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 blah. Because I can't even eat without not talking. I mean, it's like, man, you know, you got to keep going, man. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's crazy, you know. Close your mouth. Close your mouth, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. You know, sometimes when you're talking to people, and they're talking to you, and they're rambling on, rambling on, rambling on, and you've got something. You know how it is when people are talking to you. you already got stuff you want to say. And if you're like me, I stop them. Well, wait a minute, let me get this out, and then we'll go on. You know? But, I mean, you're serious, you sit there, you listen to them. You listen to them? Oh, really? Mm, wow. Mm. And then all of a sudden they say, well, i got to go. And you're like, man, I didn't even get to say what I wanted to say. That's a good thing. That could be a good thing, amen? So listening is good, but close your mouth. Would you want someone to say the same thing about you that you are about to say about somebody else or have said about somebody else? Again, Jesus said, very simple. We like to keep it simple around here. Luke 6, 31. Do to others as you would have or would you would like them to do to you. Great policy, guys. Great policy. When we gossip about others, it tears them down, and we think that it lifts us up. That's the whole idea of gossip. When you're gossiping about somebody, and I'm a trim guy, guys, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, 
Sometimes I can walk into a place with trim, and I can rip that trim guy apart. I can. What are they thinking, man? Do they know how to set a door? My God, look at that staircase. That is ridiculous. Who did that? You know, I can be guilty of these things, even with a builder. Oh, man, we don't do stuff like that, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. How you doing, builder? You doing all right, man? God loves you. You know what I'm saying? But that trim guy you got sucks. Oh, that's nice. That's really good. I'm telling on me. Now, I, I don't do that. I don't get that sense. I've done that. I'm just saying I don't do it, but I'm just saying I'm tempted to. Because can't nobody trim like I can. That's what we think sometimes. Can't nobody sell like I can. Can't nobody clean like I can. Can't nobody be a mother like I can. We think that. We think we're all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> when the Bible says you can do how much without him? Nothing. It goes on to say you have nothing without him. <laughs> I have nothing. I can do nothing without him. But yet I'm sitting here spreading myself like I'm the, the next Superman of trim. Hallelujah. You know, Gossip proclaims this. I am strong because they're weak. I am better than them. I am more successful than them. I am smarter than them. All proclamations of the gossiper. That's their gospel. Now the gospel of Jesus Christ says, I am weak, but he is strong. I am nothing without him. You see the contradiction? The devil wants you to be the hero of your story. The devil wants you to brag on you. See, the more you're bragging on you the more stinkier you're getting. You just don't know it. You think everybody's doing this. You're awesome. Ah! They're like, I'm about to vomit. I want to quit. Please, I'm getting out of here. People don't want to sit around and listen to somebody. I went and, uh, well, I have spoken at places before, okay? How about that? And I have sat down at the table with people. And... They go to just telling me all about themselves. And I'm going, I believe God does it to me because I probably do it to others. So he likes me to have a mirror. (laughs) So it's good. But I'm just thinking, man, it just don't sound good when you hear somebody that all they want to do is talk about themselves. Talk about themselves. Talk about themselves. Man, I tell you what, dude, man, I can play the drum, bro. I mean, I can play drums in my sleep, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, drums ain't nothing to me, man. You know? And then they get up there and play the drums. You're like, man, I think you need to go to sleep. You sleep better than you play drums, man. I mean, I'm saying we're we our own hero of the story. We save everybody in the story. We fly in like Superman. We, we've, we've done it all, okay? When in fact, guys, as you're lifting yourself up, you're really <laughs> being pushed down, okay? He must increase and I must decrease. You need to know something, guys, that you don't have to compare yourself to nobody. God has wonderfully and fearfully made you. You're unique. You don't have to try to impress anybody with words. You don't have to do any of that, guys. Don't try to be impressive. Just be impressive. I'm telling you, being impressive will outweigh trying to tell everybody how impressive you are. Because they don't believe it anyway until they see it. I will will encourage others and only say words that would build them up and never bring them down. What if we did that every day? What if we got caught encouraging? How would that be? Nathan, you're just encouraging people too much, man. You know what? You need to quit that. 
I mean, people around here are just tired of being encouraged. It's ridiculous. It's causing people not to want to work here anymore because you're just telling them how good they are all the time and how awesome they are. Would you quit? I mean, sometimes you just have to tell people the truth. No, you're never going to be told that. You will never be told that here at Revolution Church. If you come in encouraging, <laughs> we're like, hallelujah. But I want a church that is passionately excited about encouraging others. That you're so happy. Even if you have to put on, you know, I mean, okay, you know, today I got a lot going on, so I'm going to go in here by faith and I'm going to encourage people. If you'll do that when you're depressed and when you're down and you're out, I promise you, you'll leave better than you came. See, a lot of times we put church on the shoulders of a pastor or a worship team or a children's ministry. If you'll just come in and give a little bit, just give a little bit. That's why you need to get here early. That's why you need to get here early. Because there's some things you need to give away. Because when you give, the Bible says we receive. receive. It's all a sowing and reaping process, not just money. You give somebody a compliment, what's going to happen? It's coming back. You know what I'm saying? If we begin to take on a new mindset, no lying, no gossip, encourage, encourage, encourage. What do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known as an encourager, a team player, humble, like Jesus for love? I mean, don't that sound a lot better? Well, the devil's trying to keep you from it. So today, what we're going to do, as the worship team comes up, we are going to just repent, and we're going to ask God to forgive us. I believe everybody in here is saved. That don't mean we don't need to make some corrections. Just because you're saved does not mean you're perfect. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe God's taking us on a journey for a reason. Because we're about to be around a lot of people during the holidays. And I'm going to tell you something. Your easiest way out of something is to give something away. So if you need encouragement, you know what you need to do? You need to start giving it away. You need to start giving it away. And let's run from gossip. Run from it. I mean, run from it like it's the plague. I mean, when people are, are, are spreading rumors and they're doing things, guys, we are not going to be rude and ugly. We're going to be kind and polite. We're going to be sweet, but we're going to help people find another way. Because my Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians that God would never let me allow me to be tempted above what I could handle. But look at this. He was going to show me a way out when I'm going through something. He's going to show us a way out. That's our loving Father. Many of you today, He's showing you a way out. Watch your tongue. Close your mouth. Save your life.